Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Reggie Brocktober continues tonight. Yeah, buddy! With Barack Osweiler and the Miami Dolphins and a slobber knocker. Headed down to Houston, where they are seven and a half point underdogs. Sure, we'll get into that game later on. Certainly uh, will. We're, we're creeping closer to week eight, man. Like we say every single week, just, just flying, flying by. by, flying by, just flying by. My waivers aren't running. This is weird. Supposed to run at noon, and it's twelve oh four. How you doing, Greg? How you doing? Okay, man. Uh, I'm Sleep at, well last night. I'm actually waking up every morning at like four thirty. Why? Don't know. And then I go back to sleep, but it's been pretty consistent. I'm very tired. Judy, so Judy's playing some kind of tricks on you or something? I don't know, she's probably probably snoring. She's kicking me as my guess. <laughs> um, Are you a big snorer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sometimes. Apparently, I've just started doing it. Yeah. Oh, my I, I don't know what happened, but um, what caused that. It just start happening now in my life. So last night, we, uh, we cooked the gnocchi, remember? Oh, yeah. How was that? Very bad. Very bad. Yeah. Don't do homemade gnocchi. Just buy the gnocchi. But you could buy gnocchi, gnocchi like, yeah. pre-made, like, yeah, yeah, frozen yeah. or whatever, right? Of course. Or not, or, or just fresh. You don't, you don't have to buy it frozen. So it went terribly. Really bad, dude. <laughs> Can I tell you the story? Do you mind if I started off the show with the story? We'll save it for later. I know you, uh, you're particular about these things. Whatever you want. No, no, no. You want me to save it for later? I'll save it for later. I'm not. I offended. mean, you already started. You might as well keep going. All right. So, <laughs> we bought the basil. You're probably not going to listen to me anyway. <laughs> I was. Whatever you said, I was going to do. Uh, all right. Good. We bought the basil over the weekend after the pesto sauce. Okay. They put it at the top of my fridge. So, it got too cold. And it, like, got, like, brown. So, we made, I made fresh pesto sauce. And it was just, like, too basil-y and too sour. So I had to go to the supermarket and buy more basil. So already a disaster, right? Made the pesto, beautiful. Made the pesto cream, right? Made it, put it in there, a little butter, a little cream. Love the cream. Dude, it was amazing. The pesto sauce itself was amazing. So a great start. Judy made homemade garlic knots out of dough. Perfect. Nice. Love Lo- garlic knots. It's great, right? Yeah. And the gnocchi. Oh, man. Disaster. The reason why the word no is in gnocchi. That's right. Disaster, man. Like, we, it would basically, it felt like I was eating mashed potatoes in pesto sauce. <laughs> I don't like mashed well, potatoes. Well, Greg, you're not Italian, so, I mean, you don't know how to make gnocchi. I tried. We really tried. We literally, we I said, found out I'm not Italian either. We said next time we will only buy the gnocchi, we'll make pesto sauce, we will buy the gnocchi. Yeah, that it was, sounds It was like, a foul, man. Sounds like it would have been a sick dinner, though. Dude, we spent... Like, if you actually bought the gnocchi pre-made and you had the pre-made And then you made the fresh pesto, pesto. Yeah. and you got the garlic bread, that would have been awesome. Yeah, garlic knots. That's, garlic knots. 
that is like a Frank special yeah. dinner. Like yeah. carbs on top of carbs, yeah. a creamy sauce. Yeah. Mm. And it was all relatively healthy until I added the cream. Afternoon. Oh, God, it was terrible, Frank. Why are my <laughs> waivers not going through? This is bothering me. Anything else besides waivers? Gnocchi? <sighs> yeah, all right. So this is the point of the story. So we made the gnocchi, and it took a long time. Like, we started at 6.45. Like, I, like Judy left work early. I got out of here. We, and we normally, like, hang out and then start cooking. We got right into it because we knew it was going to be a, a thing, right? It took, we took literally two hours to do like by the time I was done cleaning up everything, there's a lot of cleanup. It's mm-hmm. three hours. It's 9.45. This is a three-hour extravaganza. So then we go back, and Judy puts on a show named The Kitchen, where it's just like they start making stuff. Like It's like old-school Food Network type style. You guys are very big into the Food Network. Well, Hottie Baking, I, I always watch to be nice. And then The Kitchen's like, she loves that stuff. And I'm sitting on the couch. She goes, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Like, Judy, I'm out. Like, I'm just trying to get my FanDuel team. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. I can't do look, look at this. Look at this. The kitchen, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Then I started falling asleep on the, on the couch, and I was getting yelled at for that, and I was like, I'm done. Why are you getting yelled at for sleeping? Because uh, she wants me to watch. Why do you have to watch? That's what I said. Force her to watch wrestling? Sometimes. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, then I guess it's fair. For sure. Well, I, she had to watch Roman Reigns' speech this week, obviously. I actually didn't watch the entire thing. I, I saw some, uh, some clips of it on Twitter. Hmm. It was sad. Why did you watch the whole thing? Oh, man. I, I probably should. Um, Robert Diggs asks, Frank, I'm upset. Okay. Where have Greg's elbow pads been this year? It's, still, it's only October. Did he get upset about it? It's only October. Greg, you know what? That, it's funny you point that out. Greg is, a, Greg is a sensitive guy. Like he, When Florio and myself used to bash him about the elbow pads, he used to take that into consideration. He did. I, when he I would take it to heart. When I would put something on, when I would put something on in the morning, I would look at the, the elbow pads. I'm like, ugh, I can't wear this today. <laughs> I have a sweater with elbow pads. Should we, should we plan like an elbow pad Friday tomorrow? You want to do it? Um, I already know what I'm wearing tomorrow. <laughs> he picks out his clothes for the whole well, week. Well, I, look, I was looking at my clothes. Oh, I'll wear this tomorrow. I'm not sure it has elbow pads. It might have elbow pads. You know actually. how I hate showering in the morning, Greg? You do. Also hate picking out my clothes. In the morning. Do you pick them out the night before? No, never. <laughs> That's why I'm always like 15 minutes late. <laughs> Every single day. Every single day. It's pretty much a lock. It's um, funny. But, yeah, I've had so much stuff to do at night. I haven't been able to shower at night. So now I'm showering in the morning. Love it. Picking out my clothes in the morning. It's great. No, it's not great. No. It's terrible. I hate it. Why? It sucks. Why? I, don't, I just don't like showering in the morning. I like rolling out of bed, brushing my teeth, putting on my clothes, and leaving. That's it. That's why I like. I like waking up with, like, 15 minutes to spare oh, and leaving. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I used to do that when it was the 6 a.m. show. That was what I did. I, I, love, I, I left, don't blame you for that. Dude, I, I mean, love zero minutes. Your 6 a.m. is my 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Now I stroll in here at like 7.50, 8 a.m. It's great. Stuff, Greg. We jump into some rankings. What do, what do you want to do? We got Dr. Ray coming up Dr. Ray. 10, 10 minutes from now. A lot of weird injuries, right? Yeah. So when I was picking out my best fantasy five, which you can now get on rotoexperts.com, along right. with my week eight ranks, a lot of what I wanted to talk about was contingent on players being out. Like, for example, you know, We'll probably talk more about running backs and wide receivers tomorrow, but Ronald Jones. Like, if Peyton Barber's out this week, Ronald Jones is in a good position with four teams on bye against the Cincinnati Bengals who have not been great against running backs, especially lately. I mean, we just saw Kareem Hunt did against them last week. Ronald Jones is in a good spot to be a flex option, but that's contingent on Peyton Barber being out this week. There are a few plays like that, too. Um, you know, we want to, like, if uh, if Sonny Michelle is out, Kenyon Barner becomes a flex option. Against the Buffalo Bills. Yep. We're not going to know until Monday. Same Correct. thing with uh, with LaShawn McCoy and Chris Ivory. So 
there are a lot of uh, injuries this week where the backups to those players instantly become high-end flex options, but it is contingent on those starters being out with injury. So I'm very interested to hear what Dr. Ray has to say about some of these guys. Yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting uh, for Sony Michelle, for a guy like LaShawn McCoy, who we put on there, battling an ankle and a concussion. Um, so, so especially with everyone trying to set their lineups for tonight, what you're going to do. We do know that tonight, uh, both starting wide receivers or two of the three starting wide receivers for Miami are ruled out. Albert Wilson's on IR. Mm-hmm. Kenny Stills has been ruled out. We've all assumed this is Danny Amendola's show. Devontae Parker gets a shot, uh, as does Jakeem Grant. Are you starting legitimately want to start any of them tonight. I know we don't really do your running back wide receiver rankings tomorrow, and that's fine. We'll get into it tomorrow. But the Miami Dolphins wide receivers, where are they right now, Frankie? So I have Danny Amendola just outside my top 36, but if you're hurting on a buy, I could see using him as a wide receiver three or a flex option. Okay. Uh, he was, you know, the most targeted wide receiver one week ago for Brock Osweiler, and it seems like he's kind of like the safety blanket right now. So as long as he's healthy, uh, you want to get Danny Amendola in your lineup uh, just because – the process of elimination. There's not much else there. It's Jakeem Grant. It's Devontae Barker. And Jakeem Grant, I have a little bit lower. I think he barely sneaks inside my top 50 at wide receiver this week. Ideally, for the Dolphins wide receivers, outside of Amendola, I'd want to take a wait and see. Like, we obviously recommended Jakeem Grant as a waiver wire ad. But if he, you know, has a long touchdown tonight and it's on my bench, I don't really care all that much because I kind of want to see what his usage is like this week now that Kenny Stills is out, now that Albert Wilson is out, I kind of want to see what his snap percentage is like, what his target share is like, how often he's used. The one guy I do trust tonight, if you are in a pinch and need to start a wide receiver tonight, is Danny Amendola. Okay, That's go. from the Dolphins side. Obviously, we like DeAndre Hopkins, who could see Xavier Howard, so it's not the greatest matchup, but DeAndre Hopkins is obviously matchup proof. And without Kiki QT, uh, Will Fuller checks in as a low-end wide receiver too. Uh, assuming that he will not be the one that sees a lot of Xavier Howard. Uh, nobody bid on Jakeem Grant, who is now on my team. Good just job, picked, bud. Wait, just picked him up today. Are you going to start him? <sighs> oh no! Might, no, I don't. I, actually, no, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to start him. Uh, I chose him over Nelson Aguilar, who you you told me to do that yesterday. Yeah, I asked you that. Just want to make sure. Nelson Aguilar has not done anything since Alshon Jeffrey's return. I didn't tell you this though. Mohamed Sanu is also out there. He's on a bye this week. Should I have done that over Jakeem Grant? Probably. Yeah. I didn't. You see, I, obviously you were watching the Falcons and, uh, and Giants game on Monday yeah. night. They were consistently, consistently saying that the Falcons have the best wide receiver trio in the NFL. That's not true. I feel like we would be able to find a better trio than the Rams. But are they, though? Yes. Yeah. I mean, listen, Julio's on another level. Like, who, like, yeah. All right, so that's basically what it is. Like, Julio is the best of that bunch. Yeah. But it's like, you have more talent in the next three on the Rams than yeah. you do in Calvin Ridley. And, I mean, it's not a knock on them. But, yeah, they, can, they were consistently beating that into the ground on Monday night. The, best, what, the like, best wide receiver trio in the NFL. It's kind of what Joe Tessitore does. I, I like Tessitore, but, like, that's kind of what he does. Uh, the more that Gabe points out how excited Joe Tessitore gets over every single play, the more I notice it and the more I hate it now, too. Yeah, I get it. But it's like so Sean McDonough. Like, but Sean McDonough. You can't get that excited over like a 15 yard slant over the middle. I understand. Oh my God, it's a first down. It sounds like. It sounds like another first down. It sounds like a guy is going through a table. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like Jim Ross calling it all over again on every single play. Quick question Where is John Allison ranking your, in your. Uh... 
he is inside my top 36. He's actually one of the players that I'm higher on than the consensus, and I actually wrote about this week. There is okay. some there's some risk involved just because you don't know how the Packers wide receivers are going to be deployed outside of Devontae Adams. You know he's going to get his, but you don't know, are we going to see more of Randall Cobb? Uh, is Marquez Valdez-Scantling going to see more work on the outside, taking away some from Geronimo Allison? I just think what we've seen out of Geronimo Allison in fantasy this year, the guys had at least 60 yards in every game. He had a touchdown in two out of four games that he played. He was wide receiver 25 in points per game in the four games that he played. Uh, it just seems like there's a connection there with Aaron Rodgers. And honestly, I want a piece of this Packers offense, especially the passing game, going up against the Rams with the 56.5-point game total. That's the highest total on the slate uh, in Week 8. And they're 9.5-point dogs. So Vegas expects the pay- the Packers to be chasing a ton of points here. Uh, I want to get Geronimo Allison in my lineup. All right. That, that makes me feel great, to be honest with you, because I was deciding between um, Jakeem Grant and Geronimo Allison this week, and you pretty high on, on Allison, so that works out yeah. great. Right. It's, uh, it's not really all that close for me. Um, I'm going to start Kenyon Drake tonight against Houston, so expecting it, hopefully something there. I also... like that? I have him as... Look, he's a low-end RB2. He's a high-end flex option. He is what he is, but if he doesn't break off one of these long touchdowns, then what is he giving you? Because then he's giving you, like, 10 to 12 touches. Right. And hopefully, right. Because that's the way that Adam Gase is using him right now. Like... He's consistently getting out-carried by Frank Gore. Um, where he does help you is if the Dolphins fall behind, they're going to throw to him a ton, especially now with those receiving options going down. Kenny right. Stills, um, obviously Albert Wilson as well. That might open up even more targets for Kenyon Drake, who, you know, that's the one part uh, That's the one part of his game where he's actually been excelling and he's been giving, you know, uh, hope for fantasy owners. So I like Kenyon Drake as a... You know, low-end RB2 tonight, but there is some volatility just because his inconsistent usage. But, I mean, that's par for the course. You can just, you can clip that out, and you can say it again next week. You can say it again the week after that. Greg, I have a question for you. I, I have four, I have three running backs, no, four running backs, who are all ranked within five spots in my rankings. Wow. It's Kenyon Drake, Doug Martin, Crowell, Raheem Mostert. It's like, do, okay. I, do I start Kenyon Drake tonight? You're only, you're only starting one of them. I can start one of them and use, use the other in my flex. I want to start Isaiah Crowell. I want to start Isaiah Crowell. Man, I, I feel like I'm buying into this Doug Martin stuff from, from John Gruden. Gruden saying he's going to be our featured back. But the thing is, just because you're a featured back doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're good. Peyton Barber was a featured back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Awful. Awful. We haven't seen Doug Martin do anything the past couple of years. But if he's getting... 15, 16 touches a game in a pretty good matchup against the Indianapolis Colts, and that's why I have him ranked where I do. He's I currently have him as a low-end RB2, high-end flex option. Doug Martin, there's four teams on a bye. Mostert has a great matchup going up against the Cardinals, and if Matt Breed is out, maybe he sees more like you know, 12, 13 touches in this game than he has the past couple of weeks, so... I got myself, uh, I got myself a little pickle here tonight. I think I'm going to start Kenyon Drake, honestly, so I have something to watch tonight. That's Which is not probably, the way you play. Probably not the way you go. No. But not, they're not all the they're all ranked around the same area. Yeah, I, I do not use Kenyon Drake. I like Crowell and Martin more than him. So here I have Crowell twenty two. Martin twenty three. What is the the type of league? At PBR. All right. So I wouldn't start Moster. That's the one I would rule out pretty easily. Um you starting a flex. What wide receiver are you starting over? What what wide receiver are you starting these guys over? Or is that Amy Watkins? 
I have Chris Godwin and Sammy Watkins, who I'm deciding for my wide receiver three spot. I have Godwin in right now. I just think there's a lot of points scored in that uh, in that Bengals game, and and then I have those running backs and Sammy Watkins for a flex. Yeah, so I would for my me, RB two and flex. You know, honestly, I'd probably start. This is so gross. I'd probably start Crowell and Martin. <laughs> but I, here, here, here's how I have it. I have Crowell twenty two, Doug Martin twenty three, Kenyon Drake twenty four, Raheem Mostert twenty six. All right, so I wasn't so I wasn't so wrong then. No, you're not. But but like, why are you wait a minute? Right. Could I, I have to ask you this. Yep. You just said I'm going to start Kenyon Drake tonight. Well, then why don't you have them ranked above the other guys? You on your own team well, that have this option are not following your own rankings. My okay. What's, what's in your PPR rankings? Well, the half PPR rankings have Isaiah Crowell 23, Kenyon Drake 24, Doug Martin 25. So. so there you go. Then you should start Crowell and you but should start close. Drake. Like, I mean, either way, I mean, you're picking, you're, you know, you're splitting hairs here. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't kill me for wanting to start Kenyon Drake. Can. Switch. I want you to switch it then. <laughs> then you should start your guys. In half PPR, uh, Kenyon Drake is higher than Doug Martin. Fine. You can start Crowell. I don't know. <laughs> we'll be right back. It's fantasy best friends forever. Dr. A. He's a max. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Visit today. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Fantasy best friends forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We've been calling Doctor Ray. We'll get him on in a moment, Frank. Before we do, Thursday night football tonight. We've been on the Dolphins side a lot. We told me something really interesting during the break. Lamont Miller is where for you this week. He is begrudgingly RB fourteen. Greg, that makes him a high end RB two. Why? Why would you do and this? If you read my best fantasy fives, you, you, made, uh, you made it into my article. Me? Much to the dismay of my BFF, Greg Sussman. That's me. Lamar Miller is set up for success on Thursday Night Football against the Miami. Why? <laughs> Greg, over the last month, the Miami Dolphins have allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs. They've just been getting shredded. They've allowed 793 total yards. And six total touchdowns. They're allowing 118 rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. Mar Miller sucks. Got 20 Let's talk carries, to Dr. A. 100 from yards, a touchdown. Inside injuries right now. Dr. A, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? A little technical snafu. Apologize for that. All good. We're happy to have you here for sure. And, Doc, a lot of running back injuries this week, and we want to break it down. Uh, I've asked, uh, we were just talking about Chris Ivory before and the Bills and what to make of LaShawn McCoy. So let me start there. What is the latest on Shady McCoy? So, you know, the 
we've always talked about McCoy uh, at high injury risk, you know, even before the season started. So grade one concussion, so not a grade two, but still uh, he's the very fact that he's still in concussion protocol, um, you know, is not really a good sign. Our healthy to return is week nine. He should not play in week eight just for the, the you know, the risk of having a repeat concussion, um, you know, and you know, the lengthy injury history has had. He's he missed four games in 2012 with a concussion, missed four games. So it wasn't a simple concussion in 2012. So this is his second, not as severe, but it's still, you know, his second concussion. So the very fact that if he does try to play in, in, in week eight, it's not a good sign. Uh, you should avoid him as a fantasy owner. Um, he will remain at high as he has been all along. Um, when you're at high in our books, that means by the midway point in the season, you have sustained, one, um, you know, uh, at least one or more significant injuries. So by week eight, you know, he's already suffered that. And unfortunately, he's going to stay at high injury risk the whole year. So, Greg, normally we would want Chris Ivory to be a flex option this week on Monday night. But really, the only way you could do that is if you have another plan set up in right. case LaShawn McCoy plays. It doesn't sound like he's going to, but there's still a chance that he does. Obviously, he can get ruled out over the weekend. Honestly, I would go into that that Monday night game with maybe a combination of Ivory and Kenyon Barner and just see, like, all right, one of these running backs aren't going to play. You could do that's also possible. Yep. You, you could do that for sure. You could also, I know this sounds ridiculous, but if you have, like, a Vance McDonald on your team, start Vance McDonald at tight end, and you have Gronk, and you have that Gronk combination at the flex potentially versus uh, a Chris Ivory type yes. thing, maybe that could work as well. Yeah, it, it, it is a weird week, again, because of all these injuries and, and the game is on Monday night. But, you know, I mentioned Kenyon Barner, Dr. A, so that's where I want to go next. I want to ask you about Sony Michelle, a player who was dealing with a knee injury throughout the preseason, kind of limited him early on in this season, now dealing with another knee injury, which he, quote, avoided structural damage. We were talking about uh, Sony Michelle yesterday on our trade show. Someone wanted to trade away Sony Michelle, and I was a little bit hesitant. But I also did mention that I assumed that you know, you and Inside Injuries would be kind of pessimistic about Sonny Michel here. How do you guys feel about him? And he's probably not going to play in week eight, right? You know, everyone did not like statistics when they grew up uh, and went to school and they said, oh, it's the most boring thing that we had. But we, but it does, unfortunately, prove to be right. We had Sonny Michel at elevated injury risk before the season because of his multiple knee injuries at Georgia as well as, you know, um, in the preseason. And we knew that, again, this would come to haunt him. And unfortunately, be, even before the midway point of the season, it has. Now, remember... This is the Patriots and the injury information that comes out of the Patriots on our board. It's like blaring red, blaring red. You know, it's like, you know, this is what they're saying. This is what it's translating to. <laughs> OK. And so, you know, given all of that, we have him at elevated injury risk. Um, he should not be back until week 11. Right now, he, he's at 59 percent. So basically, he needs to get to 80 to 85 percent before you would even think about putting him on the field. And that looks like it's it's going to be week 11. Um, when when they say MRI shows no structural damage, remember we got we went into all of this. It could mean that it's a severe sprain. It could mean that there's a tear within 
the tendon. So it's like an intra-substance tear. And so it could be as high as a grade three injury. We've listed in him as a grade two injury for now. Um, but, um, you know, the only time where it says that there is structural damage means it is the tendon or ligament has torn completely. So that's a minimum of a grade four injury, which is sort of a season ender. So no structural damage does not mean that, okay, everything looks okay. That means that it's at, it's likely a grade two, possibly a grade three injury, and he should not come back until week 11. And we spoke about this yesterday, Greg. They actually have the week 11 bye. Yeah. So we could, could potentially not see Sony Michelle until week 12. Until week 12, and that's what you had speculated on. Um, I think for those owners who picked up Kenyon Barnard, you feel pretty good about that right now, assuming the team doesn't sign another back like Mike Gillisley. Uh, but if if he's still out there, I would say go out there and pick up Kenyon Barnard. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. And we kind of speculated on that yesterday. You're right in that both of, both of you guys are, are totally on the, on the nose here because if Week 11 is optimal, I have the bye, and Week 12 is more realistic. And that would really is brutal. That's why I told my buddy to make that David Johnson trade. And that also pushes James White back into RB1 I mean, one territory. territory. Because Absolutely. he's not just going to see the five or six carries like he was before. He's probably going to see more like 10 to 12 carries in addition to his six to eight targets that he was already getting. We hit two AFC East teams. Let me get to the third, and that's the New York Jets. Bilal Powell's out for the year and potentially forever uh, with a neck injury. We've seen more and more of these very scary neck injuries uh, over the past few years in the NFL. Bilal Powell, the latest victim of that. Right now, Isaiah Crowell is the starter. Uh, Cannon is the backup. Elijah McGuire returned to practice this past week. What's the latest update on McGuire, and will he be healthy and ready to rock as soon as next week? Yeah, uh, injury date was in July of 2018. Um, you know, uh, he had his HTR at week six on our book, so 10-week recovery. This is a very, very small, non-displaced foot fracture. It heals very well. Looks like he has come back and not had any significant setbacks on his recovery. So, um, you know, we anticipated originally him coming back in week six, and, you know, it's already week eight. So uh, we don't see any potential flaws there. Um, so he's already above. Um, he's at 81%, which basically means that he's back to peak health. He just crossed the border to peak health, um, but he's at an elevated injury risk at 18%. So uh, running backs with foot fractures tend to recur. Uh, They tend to recur not in the next very next game, but they do tend to recur over the next four to six games. So that's why he's elevated injury risk at 18%. That will not go down until probably, if he doesn't have a fracture this year, then it will probably go back down next year. So just be cautious. He's back. He's at peak health at 81%, but 18% injury risk. Um, So it's one of these high risk, high reward type of guys. So there you go. Elijah McGuire is healthy right now. He's healthy. He's ready to go. But the injury risk of doing something else to that foot, especially as a running back, uh, is is pretty high as well. So just keep that in the back of your mind uh, when you go out and pick him up this week. Yeah, I think the way that Dr. Ray laid it out, high risk, high reward, is exactly what we're looking at here. Uh, Bilal Powell, we consistently ranked as a flex option running back. With him now down for the season, and again, maybe his career, uh, it seems that Elijah McGuire, a player that the team likes a lot, is going to step into that role. Um, so could have could could give you back some value, but there's definitely risk involved. Dr. Ray, normally we don't ask you a lot about players that are on buy, but this is a different kind of situation because Melvin Gordon is currently the RB3 overall in fantasy. He's a consistent player. I mean, scoring touchdowns at a rapid pace. Uh, He actually didn't suit up in that game in London against the Tennessee Titans because he was dealing with a hamstring injury. The one positive that we could take away from that is, unlike other situations which were handled differently with 
Leonard Fournette, and Dalvin Cook. The team opted to just give Melvin Gordon all the time that he needs to recover right away, not forcing him back into action and giving him the additional week with the bye week. Can we expect him coming out of the bye to be healthy, or is he kind of unfortunately now in the same boat as Fournette and Dalvin Cook? Yeah, so great decision by the team. You know, that's exactly what we would have done and uh, advised the team to do week nine. Um, you know, our data shows that, um, you know, he's healthy, healthy to return is actually week nine. But here's the problem with Melvin Gordon. You are correct. We had him at low injury risk and peak health right before this injury. And then, boom, just a grade one hamstring injury throws him into 49% in, in HPF and 22% in injury risk because for the last two years, ankle, foot, shoulder, and knee injuries, even though he's played all 16 games, this is the point where you see Melvin Gordon's numbers start to decline. You know, it, it's kind of a slow, slow decline. And it's all related to just having these types of injuries. And so this is where it begins. Last year, they did not have this attitude with him, and he kind of played through a whole bunch of injuries. This is a great decision, and it will benefit fantasy owners because he'll get back to peak health. He'll be back to a lower injury risk, and he will, he will have now longevity much more with better numbers because he'll be uh, healthier, basically. And so this is a great sign. You should keep Mel, uh, owners of Melvin Gordon should keep him. His numbers will improve and he should have a very good outlook for the next three to four to five games. As you, after said, the bye. As you said, Frank, yesterday, Anthony Lynn did the right thing by benching him on Sunday, giving him a couple of weeks off here. And now when he comes back after the bye in week nine, he's going to be ready to go. He's going to be ready Thank to go. You, and his numbers can improve, according to Dr. A, as the season goes on. We're talking to Dr. A from Inside Injuries. Doc, another running back we do want to ask you about is in Denver with Royce Freeman. It's been an up-and-down year uh, for the rookie, Philip Lindsay. Picked later in the draft or, or drafted, and, well, he's, he's been better than Royce Freeman. For Royce, what's the latest injury update on him? Grade one ankle sprain. It's a high ankle sprain. It doesn't affect, you know, and when we, funny, when we talk basketball, it's like the kiss of death, the hang, high ankle sprain for basketball players. But for running backs, it's not as bad. Um, and uh, it's a grade one injury. So his injury was in week seven. We have a two-week HTR, so week nine. Okay, that's when he should come back. And that's what the numbers show. He only moved up to 14%, and so he only needs to get down to below 12% to get back into P, uh, to low injury risk. And even though he's only at 54% right now, I mean, he's in the middle of his injury. If he does wait till week nine, he'll be back up to peak health and be back down to low injury risk. So it's very important that he does not play week eight. And if Royce Freeman does not play week eight, that leaves a wide open backfield for Philip Lindsay yep. going up against the Kansas City Chiefs who have bled fantasy points to running backs this season, specifically pass catching running backs. So I currently have Philip Lindsay ranked inside my top 12 this week. That's assuming that Royce Freeman is going to miss time. Doc, I wanted to ask you about Theo Riddick, who missed last week with a knee injury, has not practiced yet this week because of said knee injury. And it's not really for his value overall because him being out actually opens up more opportunity for rookie on Johnson, who we just saw run for 158 yards this past week. So do we expect Theo Riddick to play in week eight? Because if not, we're looking at on Johnson as a, a, a high-end RB2 once again. 
Yeah, Carry On Johnson, even though I'm, I really dislike Auburn, he's the guy, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, he's, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, he was low injury risk in peak health. I mean, perfect numbers. Like, he, you know, it's all lining up for him. The Oritic, um, you know, it's very spray. I mean, we haven't really we tried everything to try to get really specific. I mean, we think we have it nailed at the severity of this knee injury. It's grade two. He sustained it week five. That causes, that's a four-week optimal recovery time. So his HTR is week nine. So obviously this week, is no go next week. You got to look at him, but you know, with his previous injury risk and all of his player nucleus and all the information we have, it bumped him up to 28% injury risk. And he's at 45% right now. Even if he plays next week for recovery from this particular injury, I don't see him getting back into peak health this year. And so that's really a, it's for carry on Johnson owners. That's a very, very good sign. He's going to get a lot of carries. He's going to try to rack up a lot of fantasy points. Theoretic is kind of a guy that's not going to get to peak health the rest of this year. Greg, this might be more of a talking point for next week because I still do think Carryon Johnson could have a fine week this week against the Seahawks with Theo Riddick out. His upcoming schedule, Carryon Johnson, that is, is very tough. So if he has another game without Theo Riddick in the lineup and then Theo Riddick is expected to, to return after this, although an injury risk, it might be time to sell Carryon Johnson with the upcoming schedule. But we'll talk about that next week, Greg. Yes, we will indeed. Theoretic once again, banged up uh, in a major way. Now, Doc, I, I haven't been the selfish one yet, and I'm going to get to that right now. Cooper Cup mm-hmm. seems doubtful for this week with that sprained MCL. He already missed last week. He's doubtful this week, so it seems like he's not going to play. What's the latest on Cooper Cup? Yeah, I mean, grade two MCL, you cannot mess with that. You got to let it heal completely. And it's just good. I mean, at least, you know, he should. I mean, they're saying doubtful for week eight. It should be no way week eight, basically, you know. Um, but week nine, no way as well. Week 10 is what we're looking at. I mean, uh, th- this is a guy that's had this one injury. He just needs to completely heal it. This thing tends to recur if you don't completely heal. He's at 21% injury risk and 53% HPF. So if he, if he waits till week 10, these numbers will go back into low injury risk and peak health. If he doesn't, he will play in that game with elevated injury risk and likely below average or above average HPF. So he will not be at peak health if he comes back before week 10. I actually expect Sean McVay to make the right decision. I don't expect um, Cooper Cup to play this week, obviously. I expect him to take time and let him heal up, uh, hopefully because you know, like Dr. Ray mentioned, we want him to be at peak health when he does return for that stretch run for fantasy football owners. Doc, another running back that I want to ask you about is Peyton Barber, and it's not so much for his value, it's for the value of another rookie running back, and that's Ronald Jones. We just saw Ronald Jones score his first career touchdown last week, has a great matchup ahead of him this week going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, but a lot of that is contingent on Peyton Barber being out. So Barber, who's dealing with the ankle injury, they say he's, quote, 50-50 to play this week. Uh, What do you guys have on Peyton Barber? We we don't expect him to play this week. Actually, he shouldn't play this week. Uh, he should be week nine, and uh, it's a two-week recovery for a grade one ankle for a running back. As you guys remember, I mean, the ankle is such an, a huge, important pod, body part for a running back's lateral side-to-side movement, which is what they do. And so two weeks, HTR is week nine, and he'll be back into peak health. If he plays in week eight, if he plays this week, this is a no-go. This is, this is something that definitely should be a no-brainer that he takes this week off. The question is, if he takes this week off, Frank, does he ever get his job back to Ronald Jones? Yeah, especially with the good matchup, it could be uh, one of those where Ronald Jones just goes off and then, you know, we don't see much of Peyton Barber anymore. Again, selfishness. what I told you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Again, selfishly speaking, Doc, I've been waiting all season long for Deontay Foreman. We know the Achilles injury is very, very tough to come by. He's certainly not playing tonight, but is there a chance when the Texans return from their mini-bye that Deontay Foreman's back in the lineup? You know, Greg, this is very interesting to us because, you know, guys that come back from Achilles tears, you know, yeah, it's a tough injury to come back. But when they do come back and they fully heal, they actually, their numbers improve greatly. Dante Foreman's numbers, even though he, it's been, he got injured week 11, 2017, and his optimal recovery time is 30 weeks, is way past optimal recovery time. His injury risk is still at 29%. So our algorithms are saying it does not matter if he comes back with it, that based on all the information that we have for him, he is a high injury risk, below average player this year, and he should not even touch him. That's what our injury, I mean, that is exactly go. what it's saying. So, Dr. A from Inside Injuries, we appreciate the time as always. The BFFs coming back right after this. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now and keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Frankie, before you make your DFS basketball lineup tonight, make sure you head on over to DailyRoto.com and use the promo code FNTSY. Their optimizer is winning people thousands and thousands of dollars, sometimes millions of dollars. And it's winning me $5. Winning us. Winning us $5 $5. each and every night. Slowly, gradually building up that bankroll before we go ham later on in the season. Right, Frank? Exactly. I just pulled up the optimizer right now. The NBA optimizer right now. It's available at dailyroto.com. You got the optimizer right now, you said? Yeah, what are we looking at? I don't know. What's the, what's the, what's the best? Who, who, uh, who's number one tonight? The number one value right now at 12.42 p.m. is Andre Drummond going up against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Dude, we Dude. thought the Cleveland Cavs were going to be bad Dude. without LeBron James. They are bad. Like They got blown out by the Brooklyn Nets yesterday. And I'm pretty sure that game was in Cleveland, too. That was part of the reason why Kevin Love didn't actually meet his value yesterday. Because they were losing by like 25 points after the third quarter. They were probably thinking, hey, yeah. we got a back-to-back. Why are we going to play Kevin Love in the fourth quarter? Drummond is going sense. to own him tonight. I, I would expect that to be true. Yeah, Andrew Drummond's probably going to be my lineup tonight. I, I, Kevin Love, disappointing. Overall, disappointing. Dude, now, I cashed. I cashed pretty easily last night. I felt good. I was in the money, I was in the money all night. So it felt good. My buddy, I got to tell you this. I, mean, waiting, I was, was waiting to do this read. I texted you this. About what my friend, who my friend started last night in his lineup. And I was like... he didn't have Josh Okogie. He did not have Josh. No, he did not have Josh Okogie. But some of the names he did have were something else, man. Did he cash? Dude, he almost won a lot of money. Really? Yeah. So at one point last night, it was like 11, 11.30 last night. He was up 700 bucks in one of these things. Wow. And then Steph Curry happened in the third quarter, and that was the end of that. <laughs> but nevertheless, so his lineup was Trey Young, Cameron Payne, Gary Harris, Dotson on the Knicks. Who knew to use Dotson? Giannis and LeBron, Serge Ibaka, DeMontis Sabonis, Jared Allen. 
That's not a bad lineup. Sabonis is a perfect tournament lineup guy. Perfect tournament because lineup guy. he has like when he gets hot, he catches fire. He only needs like twenty minutes, and the guy could have like a fifteen and ten double double. Right. So it's two. Uh, I think it was three nights ago. I used him in a cash game. The guy gave me like ten fantasy points. Yeah. So he's very boomer bust, but at at his value, he's a guy that could hit in tournaments. So especially for cheaper value too. Damian Dotson call, man. That's the crazy one right there. I cannot believe he started Damian Dotson. He went off for like 40 fantasy points. I agree. That, that was the one. That's okay. Awesome. Damian Dotson was amazing. Sabonis was amazing. Jared Allen was a lot of the names that uh, I wasn't really in on yesterday. Like the, I, I, At certain points, I had the Giannis-LeBron combo. Of, I didn't wind up going that direction. But I was pumped for my buddy. He, you know, he had two entries. Was running, I literally was staring at it. He did the four, uh, $4.44 to try to win hundred grand. At the time he sent this to me at 11.18 yesterday, last night, he was in 57th out of 111,000 people. Yeah, you can't, get, you can't get happy that early, though. Because there's always, at least, there's always at least a few 10.30 games. We knew so, that the Warriors were playing late. So here's the thing. Can't right? get too excited. He, this was halftime of the Lakers games. He, he still had LeBron, and the Warriors are also close to halftime. The problem was the Lakers were up 20, and LeBron barely played in the second half. Yep. That was what killed him. And he, I mean, he was excited. The thing is, Steph Curry didn't even have to play the fourth quarter. Correct. So he was excited, and unfortunately, that's what happened. And the other one where he put in uh, $3 in a pool of 4732 to win uh, $2,000. At the time, he was in fourth place overall, $500. After this text message, he was actually in first place at one point. So how much did he actually end up winning? Like 20 bucks. Really? Yeah. Poor guy. I felt bad. But... He's in. He's like all in now. On, on I honestly didn't. NBA. I didn't check until I woke up today. Really? Yeah. I was very. So Wednesday nights are tough, man. You know, like I, I do a lot of NFL research on Wednesday nights, so I really did not watch a lot of basketball. I was, I was all over basketball last. I had night. the World Series on in the background too. The Red Sox are just taking my. I know. Stop, stop betting with your heart, Frank. I was winning. I, I was on Fanduel all night. I was like, in the, like I said, in the money all night. So when I went to sleep, I was like very confident I was going to win, even though I didn't have any of the Warriors. I was like solidly in the money. It was a low scoring night for most of the night too. Yeah, but I, you know, I've hit two nights in a row, like well over three hundred points on Fanduel. So tonight's going to be the night that I jump in a tournament. And I'm going to put up like two forty. I think we're just going to consistently do my five dollar thing. Why not? I mean, yeah, it's for fun, right? But, I mean. Are we trying to become millionaires here, Greg, or what? No. All right. Let's try to win a couple dollars, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, so, but, you know, it would be nice, you know, if we can, if we hit one of those tourneys. I mean, not, not first place, but, hey, get a couple hundred. That'd be nice. A couple hundred would be cool. Yeah. But, like, buy myself some new beats with that. Dude, I didn't play FanDuel for, like, two years. There was my headphones broke. There was $100 in my account. Remember when I opened up FanDuel, and there was $100 sitting there, and I had no idea I even had that money in. I obviously invested it, like, a year or two ago. Should I start a GoFundMe? For, no. To get Frank a new uh, new pair of Beats headphones. Probably not. I mean, your, birth, your birthday's I'm an literally, editor with no headphones. Your birthday's literally in two weeks. Mike Cardano, can I get a GoFundMe for? Uh, Just ask him to buy. If you need headphones, I'm sure I could buy them for you. I wouldn't buy you like Beats, but I could buy you headphones. All right, we'll talk about it. Okay, because those blue ones are killing me. I mean, I, I'm gonna obviously tell you to buy and then reimburse the company, but still. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm not gonna overdo it either. I just need something, you know. You want headphones? Okay, headphones. I found a pair of headphones on Amazon for thirty bucks. You buy those for me? Hundred percent. All right, cool. done. You can buy me after the show. Love it. How's that? I appreciate it. You never even asked me. I didn't because I, I don't know. I just you, if you need headphones, no. 30 bucks, I approve it. All right. Cool. Quarterbacks, tight ends, anything? Let's take some calls. 844-843-6879. We're going to line you up right now. 844-843-6879. Uh, we were getting into Lamar Miller before Dr. A as we wait for the calls. Let me stick with Houston. There's been a lot of heat, I guess we'll call it, toward Deshaun Watson. 
this week, given the rib injury, given some of his inconsistency. Where's Deshaun Watson ranked in your quarterback rankings this week, Frank? He is QB 15 for me, and I have him four spots lower than the consensus, who okay. has him at QB 11. How come? Um, just more of the same. You know, I, the past couple of weeks, I've called it. I'm not really in on Deshaun Watson. That game against Buffalo, I had him ranked very lowly, below the consensus. I don't know that there are a ton of points scored tonight. I think we barely get the over with the game total at 44 points. Could see some, uh, you know, Lamar Miller tonight for sure. But I think Sean Watson, his max, he's going to give you 250 and two. That's probably going to be right around QB 15. I don't, I don't know how much he can add rushing now because if he takes off, he's putting himself at risk. The guy is dealing with a punctured lung. So I don't, I don't know how much rushing production he's going to give you here on out. That offensive line is going to end up getting him killed. The Dolphins' pass rush is actually pretty good. So, I yeah, I, I have Deshaun Watson right behind Russell Wilson, right behind Stafford. I have him behind Trubisky this week. Uh, if you have Andy Dalton, James Winston, I'd use all those guys over Deshaun Watson. I do think that he can do enough to make uh, D-Hop and Will Fuller fantasy viable. We could still see a normal... You know, 80 and a touchdown out of D-Hop. We could see a, you know, 70 to 80-yard performance out of uh, out of Will Fuller, and that will pay off where I have them ranked, uh, but I just don't think Deshaun Watson has has big upside while he's dealing with this injury. I wouldn't be surprised if he lands on IR at some point. It's I don't know if I'll go that far. Dude, the guy's dealing with a punctured lung with, you know, one of the top three, worst three offensive lines in the NFL right now. I agree. It's I- like the Giants and then the Texans. That they have a mini bike coming in the bike. He's gonna get healthy, man. He makes it out of tonight's game a lot. We'll see. He will. Would you use? Love the Dolphins would defense. you use? Uh, would you use Stafford, Russell Wilson, or Trubisky over Deshaun Watson this week? I would definitely use Trubisky over over Deshaun Watson. Yep, facing the Jets. Uh, Stafford and De- Russell Wilson face each other. The game uh, total at forty nine and a half. I would use them all over Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, you I'm, think I'm, I have I'm good adequately ranked? Yeah, I do. Would you use Baker over him? That's the one I have right behind him, and I thought about moving him ahead. He faces Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. No, I'd probably use Sean Watson. Yeah, I think they're close because <laughs> Baker has been a—he's been a bit of a letdown. Even last week against Tampa Bay, I used him on Fanduel, used him in DFS, talked him up a lot. Um, he was a little underwhelming. Remember, I brought up that streak uh, of Tampa Bay allowing 350 passing yards and three touchdowns in three straight games going into that matchup against Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield put up, like, whatever it was, 250, 260, and, like, two touchdowns. That's fine, but it's just we were expecting a lot more. The Steelers' defense is certainly better than the uh, than the Bucks. Um, I do expect the Browns to be playing from behind, but, yeah, I'd probably use a Sean Watson over them. I think, I think they're in a similar boat. 844-843-6879. Let's go to Terry at the Jersey Shore. What's up, Terry? Oh, hi, guys. Um, I made a big mistake. Well, let me know how oh, bad I feel, God, and Terry. then I just need a flex. Oh, God. I dropped um, Amari Cooper instead of Hooper for Martavius Bryant. Oh, no. Just oh, no. for an extra wide receiver. Oh, no, Terry. Is that horrible? What are you doing, Terry? Oh, no, Terry. Good thing you didn't call up and tell Corey Parson this. Oh, he would have been Terry. start ranting. How about them Well, Cowboys? you know what? I'm happy. I, I thought I picked up a... Um, I thought I picked up the kicker instead because my eye. I woke up at like four oh five to check, and I realized what I did last night. I was like, "How do you drop?" Even though Amari Cooper's been on my bench, I needed him for like when everyone's on by next week, mm-hmm. and that's why I picked up um, Martavius Bryant to see how he did this week. But uh, just whatever, right? Yeah, like I, I, I agree I, with I picking up Martavius Bryant to see to see what kind of upside he has, but. Uh, yeah, basically uh, the lesson here is um, do not 
Do not make waiver claims or free agent pickups when you're half asleep and groggy in the morning. I think that's the takeaway. You know, I would actually try no. and add Amari Cooper back to your team if you still could. No, I did. I did. But listen, all right. So now if um, but now more important about my running backs, it's um, a standard 100-yard bonus. So I have uh, Barkley and Chubb in those two spots, unless you want to take out Chubb. I don't think so. But for my flex, is it Carson, Lamar Miller, or Isaiah Crowell? I've got some questions about Chris Carson this week, Frank. Yeah, this is a, this is a good problem to have. Chris Carson is interesting because they're coming off the bye, but you can never know what Pete Carroll is going to do. And normally this would be a good matchup against the Detroit Lions, but they just traded for Snacks Harrison, who's one of the best run stuffers in the league. Um, I spoke up Lamar Miller earlier on in the show. I mentioned I have him RB14. I actually have him ranked higher than Chubb, but uh, Chubb is not far behind him. So I would actually plug in who you have with Barkley and Chubb, and then I would use Lamar Miller at the flex. I know it's crazy, but it's it's a good matchup against Miami tonight. And short week, you know, we we see more out of the running backs. He's coming off a game, 22 rushing attempts for 100 yards and a touchdown. I'm using Lamar Miller against the Dolphins, Greg. Mm. Lamar Miller, Carson, and Kowal. I know, I know what it is. <laughs> You're just staring into my eyes. I know, I guess I have to use Lamar with, Miller. With hate in your eyes. <laughs> I see fire. Greg does not like Lamar Miller. No, but... <laughs> Let me go to Julian in Miami. What's up, Julian? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, all right, so there's two parts to this. The first one, I got OBJ and Barkley in my team. By the looks of it, the Giants are starting to hit a rebuild early. And then with the inconsistency of Eli Manning, I am worried about that offense. Should I be? Um. I understand why you're questioning the offense. I mean, we could have we could have questioned it every week until this point in the season. But with them selling off players on their defense, I think they're going to be in more games where they're trailing, and typically that's going to lend itself to you know while Eli Manning hasn't looked great, he's going to have to throw a ton, and that's going to be more targets for OBJ, and it's going to be even more checkdowns for Saquon Barkley. So I get what you're thinking. Your 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 thinking is logical, and you know I understand, but. I still, I just think that the way that this team is trending, they're still going to have to throw, and OBJ and Barkley are talented enough where, given the volume that they're going to see, they'll be able to make the most of that opportunity for fantasy purposes, Greg. Yeah, I, I, uh, I tend to agree with you, uh, Frankie. Look, OBJ is coming off right, a big game. Know, if you want to, if you could shop him for sure. another, you know, top eight, top ten wide receiver, Do it. go ahead. Yep. But I'm not just going to trade him away for the sake of trading him. I agree. I felt, you know, I felt like I didn't want to be in that ship once it sinks. So I started to look for trades. And um, I like Barkley more than Odell because Barkley, you just got to hand him the ball and he goes to work. Mm-hmm. So I made this trade. And it, was, it happened yesterday after he, the show ended, so I couldn't call. I traded away Aaron Jones, Kenyon Drake, Odell Beckham, and T.Y. Hilton for A.J. Green, Kamara, and Moser, since I have uh, Brito as well. Jesus. A massive trade, Frank. So it was OBJ, Drake. Before you answer the question, I want to sign off YouTube and, and yeah. get, us, get us ready. The Fantasy Football Frenzy comes your way next. Corey Parson, Jim Day, and Chris Venture, the closer, will have you covered. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, we appreciate it. Subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and leave a comment. If you're watching, if you are listening on the radio, we'll be here for the duration of the hour. So thank you so much uh, for listening. Frankie? It was OBJ, Drake, and who else did you give up? Yeah, probably gone. Is he gone? Yeah. From, from the sounds of it, 
I think I think it made sense. Like that was a lot to give up. Sounded like tonight. that's the type of wide receiver though that you're looking for in return for OBJ is AJ AJ Green. Green yeah, and I don't remember who the other running backs were, but I, I think I think it made sense. Like even if you gave up depth, he gave up four players. I know there was four players to get three, but you get AJ Green, you get Alvin Kamara, who's by far the best running back in the deal. Uh, he didn't give up Barkley in the deal. Remember, he just gave up AJ Green. So, um, I like it. I like it. Like that's what you're looking for if you're worried about. Odell Beckham in the Giants offense, you get A.J. Green in return. Like, that's a top eight, top six wide receiver every single week. Let's take another call at 844-843-6879. It's Pete in Florida. What's up, Pete? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, do you like Dalton or Wilson this week? I refer you to the best friends forever rankings this week. Andy Dalton, Russell Wilson, what are you thinking? Well, I'm going to continue to pick on the Tampa Bay Bucks defense every single week for the reason I like Baker Mayfield last week. Tampa, uh, Andy Dalton going up against that Bucks defense this week. Very high game total for that one as well. Uh, so, Russell Wilson, I mean, remember, the guy's not rushing a lot this year. He's been very touchdown dependent, not throwing for a lot of yards. They're just, I mean, that offense is very weird right now. Brian Schottenheimer, Pete Carroll, I'm, I'm, I'm using Andy Dalton. It's not really close for me. I have Andy Dalton as my seventh yeah. quarterback. I have Russell Wilson at 14. And how about I need two of these running backs, uh, AP, Latavius Murray, and Carrion. Two of AP, Latavius Murray, Carrion Johnson. Huh. Uh, what, what format is this? Oh, it's PPR. Full PPR. So the one I'm going to start, I'm going to start AP against the Giants. I think he has a really nice game this week. Yeah, Chris Thompson's kind of banged up, too. The Giants yeah. haven't been great against the run, and they just trade away Snacks they're, Harrison. They're best, yeah. It's, it's, AP, it's AP and carry-on. That's what it is. It's AP and carry-on, you're saying? It's AP and carry-on. I agree. With, Latavius Murray. I agree the with Saints that. Saints have been really, really good against running backs. So I totally agree with that. My only caveat was that if Theo Riddick plays, you still start carry-on. That is a good question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. If, uh, if, Theo Riddick, if Theo Riddick plays, I would use Lat Murray, but I don't think Theo Riddick's going to play. I don't think Leo or Theo Riddick are going to play. Did I say Leo? <laughs> I, start, I agree with you, Frank. I'll start AP and carry on Johnson. All right, let's get, into, let's get into the picks tonight. Thursday night football, the Dolphins travel to Houston. They are seven and a half point dogs at Reliance Stadium tonight. The over-under sits, at, I believe, at 44 and a half. What do you think, Frank? We're at 44 flat right now for the game okay. total, Greg. Uh, and we've consistently seen on these Thursday night games, I mean, it's just not enough time to game plan for your opposing team to get the defense set up. So I think we see more points again. I'm going to take the slight over here. So you're done with your Miami defense thing? Like they're good? Not a thing anymore? Well, they're on the road. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Dolphins' defense is still all right. I mean, look, if they give up 21 points, like whatever. In this climate of the NFL, 21 points isn't as bad right now. Um, I'm taking taking the Miami Dolphins to cover the spread. I think they're in play to win this game, man. I th- Rocktober, baby. Give it to me. I'll take Miami and the over as well. Everybody's on Miami. They're going to get blown out tonight. I'm pumped for it. <laughs> the Frenzy's up next. For Frank Staffel, I am Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope. <laughs>